1: Out there, this is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning into our show. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, but if you are one, it's definitely the place for you, and you're in for a special treat today, folks, because we're paying tribute to one of Hollywood's legendary actors, Mr. James Cagney. What a great way to get ready for the Fourth of July! And happily, film critics Diana Sanger. James Cole Harrison and A.J. Hawkery are here to join our celebration of Cagney's illustrious movie career,
2: including
1: his Oscar-winning performance in Yankee Doodle Dandy, plus many of his other films. You know, Cagney earned numerous honors for his on-screen work. In addition to that Best Actor Academy Award, he garnered two other Oscar nominations, one for Angels with Dirty Faces, the other for Love Me or Leave Me. He also received the American Film Institute Life Achievement Award, a Kennedy Center Honor, and the Screen Actors Guild Lifetime Achievement Award. It's interesting to note that after Cagney's breakthrough gangster part in The Public Enemy back in the 1930s, many moviegoers had a hard time accepting him in good guy roles. But, you know, I'm still not surprised that in 1999, the AFI ranked him eighth among the 50 greatest American screen legends. So I can hardly wait to hear Diana, James, and AJ talk about James Cagney. But first, let's see if Nikki Starr is ready to help with the show. Nikki, is the chat room open and ready for listeners to sign in? It is, and we're ready to go. Excellent, Nikki. Thanks to the people who sign up to the chat. And to our other listeners, we really appreciate them, and we always appreciate the participation of Diana, James, and AJ. They're three of my favorite critics, kind of like a perfect guest trifecta. So let's bring them on now, ladies first, of course. Diana, thanks for being here today to talk about James Cagney. I think you kind of like him, am I right?
3: I do. I even put on my tapping shoes today.
1: Good. I have mine too. We'll have to do uh, have to do a little duet when we get to the music later on. Uh, are you on for that? Sure. <laughs> great. It's so great to have you with us, and it's also great that James could be here. Welcome back to Movie Advocate Headquarters,
4: James. Well, thank you. I love being on. It's always fun, and I can't wait for the show. Well, we always love having you on our show, and
1: and we feel the same way about A.J., also known, of course, as the Mad Movie Man. A.J., I realize you're a young whippersnapper, but you know a lot about classic films, just like Diana and James do. So thanks for joining our uh, Jimmy Cagney celebration.
2: Anytime. I actually saw Yankee Doodle Dandy for the first time a couple years ago, and those numbers are just still fresh in my head. It was a really awesome movie and I can't wait to talk more about Cagney on your show today.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you you had a chance to see that uh, wonderful movie and and very happy that you're you're with us. In fact, why don't you start the ball rolling by uh telling us why you think all these years after all he started way back in the in the 30s and uh here we are in 2013 still talking about him and paying tribute to him.
2: Uh, well, I think the reason that Cagney uh, has been loved for so long and uh, for yeah you know, for uh, all all these years is that he's really a versatile guy. You know, like you said earlier, he got famous in uh, Public Enemy, and he's known for uh, playing all these uh, tough guys. But he's been, he's been really good in dramatic parts and comedic parts, and he can dance and he can sing, and like and he's been able to do all of these things. You know, he's never been uh, fully pigeonholed into one role or another. He's always done a little bit of everything, and uh, like a lot of people kind of forget that he was uh, in A Midsummer Night's Dream in uh, I believe 1935. You know that big big adaptation to all those stars, and he played uh, Nick Bottom in that, and he did a really good job. I didn't care for the movie, but he did a really good job as, you know, the the blowhard, like, yeah, I'm the greatest actor ever. I can do anything. And that was only (laughs) just a couple years after he was, like, shooting guys up, and he was just as good doing that.
1: I forgot about that film. I'm so glad that you remember. That was the one where Mickey Rooney played, uh, played Puck, right?
2: Yep, and that's pretty much the big reason why I hated that movie. I couldn't stand Mickey Rooney, but we're not here to take down that. We're here to okay, celebrate Cagney.
1: <laughs> well, right, well said. Well, uh, do you agree with uh, with A.J. James about why uh, uh, Cagney has stayed so powerful and so
4: successful these many years? Well, I usually don't agree with anything that A.J. says, but... Uh... <laughs> This could be be the exception.
1: This could be the exception.
4: (laughs) Oh no, no, no! I no, no. I could never agree with him. Uh, uh, James Cagney, of course, was so riveting on the screen. I, I dare you to take your eyes off of him when he's on the screen. And probably a lot of actors and actresses would wouldn't like to appear with him because nobody would see them when they were on the screen with Cagney. He was so. Attractive and so uh vital and full of life and he was like a machine gun running amok <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a good description that really is I, I think i got you i've got that image now
3: in <laughs> my mind
1: James thanks a lot <laughs> but that is that's a that's a perfect example and yeah. um what about you diana uh, do you agree with a j and with uh, and with james
3: oh absolutely you know um when he first started his movie career, the country was just coming out of the Great Depression, and um, what do you do when you're depressed? They they sought you know pure entertainment, and here was this guy on screen that was just an unf- unforgettable force to be reckoned with. And, and in real life, we can't love bad guys because they're bad, but in fiction, we can because they either get what they deserve or they turn good. And no matter which way he went in every film, like Jim said, he was right there. You believed it. He was he was that character over and over every time.
1: I agree with I agree with you. In fact, I agree with all three of you. And I, the thing that I liked about him was that uh, everything was no matter what part that he played. I mean, it was fun to watch because of the you know bad or good because of the intensity he brought to each role. And that's why I think our
4: focus just went zoom <laughs> right in
1: Can to I Cagney. Say sure,
4: Jane. Yeah. Um, the reason I think we fell in love with Cagney in his bad boy roles is because most of the time there was a little bit of sympathetic part of his nature that came out, so we would see that and sort of, Forgive him for killing eight people on the street and and mowing people down because he had, there was something touching about him underneath all that horrible, hateful nature that he would portray with these bad guys.
1: That's a good point. I I see what, I definitely see what you mean. And he, um, I think this whole idea. Uh, that he he he's known for, you know, being the uh, the iconic tough guy in films. It's just um, to me, he he was more than that. And, and I think to those of us who who uh, enjoyed him so much, he was more than the tough guy. So
4: yes, yeah.
1: So that I think that really came through loud and clear in everything that uh, that he did. And oh my, did he do everything! <laughs> I was just trying to think of. Of all of the, the films that I could that um, uh, come to mind uh, that James Cagney was in. And I know he made probably around 60 movies. And the ones, when I just sat down and was thinking about this show, here, here are the ones that I came up with White Heat, Mr. Roberts, Ragtime, One, Two, Three, Shake Hands with the Devil, Sinner's Holiday, The Roaring Twenties, Each Dawn I Die. 13-Rue Madeline, Tribute to a Bad Man, Man of a Thousand Faces, The Oklahoma Kid. My gosh, he even did a Western. Never Steal Anything Small, The Bride Came C.O.D. with Betty Davis. I'll be darned, I haven't seen that. And oh, that's, I, I that's a funny
4: movie, actually.
1: That's that I've got to see. A Lion is in the Street, The West Point Story, Strawberry Blonde. Angel with Dirty Faces, Love Me or Leave Me, Yankee Doodle Dandy, and and The Public Enemy. So so just in, you know, just a few minutes, those were the films that came to mind. But I thought we'd spend some time seeing if we agree uh, in terms of what our favorite uh, James Cagney films are. So um, I asked you before the show uh, came on to be thinking about your five favorite uh, Cagney films. So Diana, can we start with you on that? Uh, and remember, sure. I'm writing writing them down, so we'll see. Uh, we'll do a little tally and see if if we have some agreement. But what are your five favorite uh, Cagney films, Diana? Well,
3: Yankee Doodle Dandy is one of them. Yay! Uh, the Public Enemy, mm-hmm. Angels with 30 Faces, Mr. Mm-hmm. Robert, and Love Me or Leave Me. Day and I've got a bunch upstairs I haven't watched, so someday that favorite list could change. But that's it right now.
1: Yeah, that's a good list: Yankee Doodle Dandy, The Public Enemy, The Angels uh, with Dirty Faces, Mister uh, Roberts, and Love Me or Leave Me. That is a great list. I can't, I certainly can't uh, argue uh, with you on those. How about you, James?
4: What are your five favorite top? Oh, <laughs> He's made like thousands of movies. There's so many good ones, but I would I would pick one that probably most people don't think about, and that is One, Two, Three, which is directed by Billy Wilder, and it, the dialogue is uh, like a machine gun rat tat tat, and Cagney never takes a breath. He just yeah. zooms through the entire movie, one line after another without taking a break, and a lot of those were shot without cuts. So he did it all off the top of his head. Brilliant performance. Maybe not such a great film, but a brilliant performance. Uh, I also liked uh, White Heat, where he plays a crazed, insane prisoner. (laughs) Terrific.
1: Top of the world, Ma.
4: Top of the world, Ma. (laughs) It was great. That was a great movie. Uh, I loved uh, Love Me or Leave Me with the Doris Day, uh, both uh, who uh, gave terrific performances but did not win the Academy Award. Strawberry God. Blonde with Rita Hayworth. Um, oh, yeah. The Roaring Twenties. The Roaring Twenties. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. let's see. B- back to the Warner Brothers' days, of The Public Enemy. And uh, All right, now you've got more than five.
1: Oh, oh, I better stop. One, two, three, White Heat, <laughs> Love Me or Leave Me, Strawberry Blonde, and The Roaring Twenties. You're right, he's made so many, but let's let's give A.J. a chance to give, okay. him, hey, give his, top, his <laughs> top. That's a wonderful uh, group of movies that you picked. <laughs> and How about you, A.J.? All
2: right, my top five in uh, no particular order uh, would be, of course, uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy. Yay.
1: Okay.
2: I, I would have uh, The White Heat, The Public Enemy, okay. Uh, the Roaring Twenties, and one that I'm, uh, I'm not surprised that uh, none of you guys have uh, talked about yet. It's not one of his better-known ones, but I really liked it, uh, Picture Snatcher. I haven't,
1: I haven't heard
2: seen of that, that one. Yeah, yeah where he, he no. plays like this ex-convict who kind of ends up working for the newspapers and gets into these dangerous situations and takes these uh, pictures, and it's actually a really cool thriller, so that one I would definitely put on my list.
1: Mm. Oh that's that's an interesting group Yankee Doodle Dandy White Heat the public enemy roaring 20s and the picture snatcher mm-hmm. definitely I'm putting a star on that to remind myself to uh to see that and um it looks like we definitely have some uh some agreement on on these uh, my list would be Of course, you know I'm going to have two of his uh, song and dance uh, films (laughs) on my list at the top. Yankee Doodle Dandy and uh, Footlight Parade. I think that Shanghai Lil number that he did in Footlight Parade with with Ruby Keeler is one of my all-time favorite musical numbers. Mr. Roberts, I cannot forget that Selfish Captain and that Darn Palm Tree. (laughs) <laughs> and that just sticks in my in my memory, and uh, Strawberry Blonde. I'm I'm Yay. that that was yeah. I mean that isn't one that you usually see on favorite Cagney lists, So I'm glad James that you had that on. I thought it was just a very very funny romantic comedy, and Rita Hayworth and Olivia De Havilland were both just gorgeous and. Did some of their best work, and then angels <laughs> with dirty faces. So that oh, would be English. my list. Yeah. So, well, I had more response from my Facebook friends to this question about you know what is your favorite James Cagney film or performance than, than I've had to any question that I that I uh, posted on Facebook, and I I want to thank wow. um, everybody who did respond, and uh, so I'm very pleased to to read. The, um, uh, the, the pics of my Facebook friends. We have Felix Vasquez with Angels with Dirty Faces, and we've, we have that on our list. Trish Rodolph with, this is a surprise, here comes the Navy. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> she said,
1: yeah. But she said there's so many, just like we we think so many, there's, it's hard to choose. Uh, Richard B. Smart, Angels with Dirty Faces. Walter... Uh, Cha, one, two, three. There is Walter with you, James. Yay, yay. He says that's that's the best one. That's his favorite hands down. Sharon Schaefer, the story lady, picks Public Enemy and Mr. Roberts. George Bettinger, Mr. Show Business, picks Angels with Dirty Faces and Yankee Doodle Dandy. Marilyn Ferdinand, Yankee Doodle Dandy, she says, for his performance, and Strawberry Blonde for the film. So there's another vote for Strawberry Blonde. Mm. Steve Mendoza, Angels with with uh Angels with 30 faces and white heat, Chris Mansell, Man of a Thousand Faces where he played Lon Chaney, uh, Susan yeah. Granger, Yankee Doodle Dandy. So thank you Facebook friends. What a interesting uh a group of uh favorites you have, but we we do uh, seem to agree on Yankee Doodle Dandy coming out uh uh, with strong recommendations and angels with uh, with dirty faces those seem to be the two that get the most you know that get the most uh mentioning but i i did want us to uh, to talk uh quite a bit today about yankee doodle dandy because we uh we're getting ready for the fourth of july and that movie i mean is just perfect for the fourth of july so um I'm going to have a little treat for all of you because thanks to uh Nikki Star and Demos Yannikos, we actually have a three minute clip of the, the James Cagney doing the Yankee Doodle Dandy number from the from the movie of the same name. And we have it from the beginning with the orchestra tune up and the you know, complete orchestration and then towards the end, this is where you and I come in, Diana, with our tap shoes.
3: Okay. Because
1: <laughs> we can tap right along with James Cagney as George M. Cohan in Yankee Doodle Dandy. So so here here we go. On with the show. I'm a
5: Yankee Doodle Dandy, I'm glad I am I'm a real-life Yankee Doodle, made my name and fame and boodle Just as Mr. Doodle did by riding on a pony I love to listen to the Dixie strain, I long to see the girl I left behind me That ain't a Josh. she's a Yankee by God Anything about a Yankee, that's all for me Jones the jockey from the USA Will ride the pony Yankee Doodle English Derby Day Johnny's broken records every track and every beat So Yankee Doodle's gonna be the boy they have to beat
0: Fortune of the pretty child who followed his career Have offered Johnny anything to keep him over here
5: but all the money in the Bank of England couldn't pay, enough to keep young Johnny Jones away from old Broadway. If you want to take a the
0: assurance of your things.
5: Have your houses mortgage with your watches on your rings. And put it all on Yankee Doodle, Johnny Jones is up. I'm gonna give America the English derby cup. He's gonna
0: give America the English Derby cup.
5: I'm a Yankee Doodle, dandy. Yankee Doodle, do or die. A real live nephew of my Uncle Sam, born on the 4th of July. I've got a Yankee Doodle sweetheart. She's my Yankee Doodle joy. Yankee Doodle came to London just to ride the ponies. I am that Yankee
0: Doodle boy.
3: What a
1: great number! I, I can't help tapping along with uh, with Cagney every time I hear that. How about you, Diana?
3: Oh, me too. And I, I he enunciates every word so pacifically. You know, it's just just great to hear that.
1: <laughs> it really is. I I just like to play it over and over again. Thank you. Uh, Nikki and Demos <laughs> for finding that and putting it on the switchboard. I'm sure um, Movie Addict Headquarters will make great use of that tape <laughs> because yeah. it is such a great one. I understand that um, that Cagney did break a rib while he was doing that number, but he just he completed it with a, with a broken rib. So that's just how uh, dedicated he he was. He loved. Uh, being a song and dance man in fact he said uh, once a song and dance man always a song and dance man and of course he just loved playing george m cohan Um, uh, interesting thing though george m cohan did pick uh, Cagney to play him although the role was offered to Fred Astaire first Uh, I couldn't see Fred Astaire in that well I can't see anybody in that uh, role after seeing James Cagney in it but um but when uh, when George M. Cohen saw the film, he uh, they did, took great liberties with uh, with George M. cohen's life, <laughs> and he says, "Oh, that was a great movie. Who was it about?" <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great movie. So why why do you think that uh, that particular movie? Uh, it was such a su- uh, successful uh, film, AJ. Since you saw it uh, fairly recently, why would you say it, it it was successful?
2: Well, it's it's one of those movies where uh, its success is kind of attributed to a lot of different things. You know, obviously, Cagney was a big part of it. You know, like Diana said, his singing and his dancing are just so magnetic like you're just drawn in by how he does what he does and he just does it like so effortlessly and he's just having so much fun with it and the songs are very catchy and it's got this you know the one of the big uh, themes with the movies that is uh, you know it's very patriotic it's very american you know that's why they show it on turner classic movies like every fourth of july but it's really earnest about it it's about It's it's really genuine and its emotions about having pride for your country and you know in just helping out your fellow man and just doing the best you can and all the combination of all those elements just came together just so perfectly and I think that's why it's made it endure for so long.
1: I think you're right about that. Uh, Do you uh, agree with AJ Diana about uh, why Yankee Doodle Dandy was such a successful film?
3: Oh, for sure. Um, you know, watching him, he is George Cohan. You, you just you just feel it, you know, and and um, it's just so entertaining and patriotic that, you know, you just want to stand up in your living room and cheer and wave a flag.
1: <laughs> well, I do but, stand you know...
3: up and cheer.
1: I do. <laughs> I do. Uh, and, but and I also
3: movie. enjoyed, you know, the juxtaposition of, you know, like his scenes with, with joan leslie they feel so real and you know he can just change his face from you know this just great guy to the moon pie look of affection and it's just it's just really great
1: i i agree and uh how about you james uh do you have anything to add on on why this movie was so successful
4: yeah i think it's very simple it's entertaining Unlike most (laughs) movies today, this movie is greatly entertaining. I mean, you love it from beginning to end. And I understand um, the reason, too, is because it was very patriotic. And at the time, I understand that the picture started filming the day after Pearl Harbor. So there was a a lot of uh, patriotism amongst the cast, naturally, and the crew at Warner Brothers. And uh, the American people themselves were much more patriotic then than they are today. I think we've suffered a little patriotism in modern times. But at that time, everybody was patriotic, and with World War II going. So I think that helped the film. And uh, Oh, it
1: def- definitely did, and, and I was there, so I know that you're right about that, James. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> And you, of
4: course, were not. You, of course, were I, no, not. No, no, but... I, was, uh, I wasn't I was born until 1997. So Yeah, uh, that's, that's, yeah. I, that's <laughs> what I understand. <laughs> uh, but also, I don't know yeah, if ahead. our listeners realize that Cagney played George M. Cohan twice, and he was in a Bob Hope film called The Seven Little Foy's, yes. which, which came in 1955, I think. And he played... Only this one small part where he danced on top of the table with Bob Hope, and that was the second time he played George M. Cohan. Yes, that's right. I knew it was kind of a
1: cameo. He was just in that, and I, I think he he loved uh, playing that, that role. And I have to say this every time we talk about uh, George M. Cohan and Yankee Doodle Dandy. Uh, I have a soft spot in my heart for that whole project because my Uncle Charlie... Uh, was a song and dance man too and yeah. he he played the roles that George M Cohan played in the plays that he wrote you know on Broadway Uncle yeah. Charlie played them when they took the they took the show on the road so i i, I really have this uh, you know place in my special place in my heart yeah. <laughs> for George M Cohan and yeah. um that uh you've mentioned uh, some scenes in this movie that that you like, uh, scenes where James Cagney is with um, Joan Leslie, and, of course, this big number here, the you know, the production number. Um, but, Diana, do you have any other favorite scenes in Yankee Doodle Dandy?
3: Well, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, you know, so the, the things I keep seeing in my mind is just him, you know, Dancing out there with all those dancers behind him, and he could be with them or without them. He's still the star. He still shines, and and um, you know, it's just something that that people gobble up. And I just wish today so many young people could see these things, you know, without snubbing their nose at classics or yeah. black and white films.
4: Oh, <laughs> uh, hard.
1: <laughs> well, AJ, uh, is there a favorite uh, scene that you have in the in the movie?
2: Uh, it's it's easy to wanna pick one of the musical numbers. They're so well choreographed and they're really entertaining and they fill you up with the spirit and everything, but my favorite like scene in the movie is is a really, really small moment. I I believe it's towards the end, you know. There's sort of like the framing device of uh George M. Cohen uh, talking to the president and he's being congratulated. You know, he does the whole thing like, I thank you, my father thanks you That whole speech, and he's walking away, and it's and at first glance, like it's this really somber, dramatic moment. But as he's like walking away down the stairs, he just does like a little step, like just kind of smiles and does like this little dance, this little jig. Like I thought that was a really cool moment.
1: Oh, I love that too. I'm so glad you mentioned it. And that was all ad libbed. That was he just did that, you know, on the spur of the moment. That wasn't part of you know what he was supposed to do. And it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. How about you, James? Is there a particular scene in Yankee Doodle Dandy that, that you really enjoyed more than the others?
4: Oh, my God. I'm going to have a heart attack. I actually agree with AJ on this. <laughs> <I'm>, I, thought, <laughs> I'm I told you there, the there might be an exception. Uh, I don't know what to do. I'm breaking out into a sweat.
2: <laughs> Rivers and typhoons, dogs and cats <laughs> living together, mass hysteria. <laughs>
4: Right, that was right. I, of course, I cry at everything in movies. So I, I, that really brought me to tears it was so touching. And I agree with AJ; it was really a splendid scene and wonderful. Yes, I agree with you, AJ. Uh, yes, I hope I, never to do they that. They all again. do eventually. Yeah, no, no, I, <laughs> I won't do that again. But
2: <laughs>
1: well, uh, thank heavens to Turner Classic uh, for Turner Classic movies because. Um, people today now can see this movie. I mean, as, as yeah. uh, you mentioned, that it is uh, shown practically every 4th of July. So I hope listeners who haven't seen uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy and um, Nikki Starr, I'm talking uh, uh, about you. <laughs> she has. She wrote in the chat. She wrote in the chat room that she has never seen one James Cagney movie. Oh <laughs> so my! God. God. Oh. She's got to see. She's got to see uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy. Uh oh! It says. <laughs> it says she's logged out now. So I don't Oh know. no! <laughs> <laughs> she's not here to defend herself now. <laughs> But wouldn't you uh, wouldn't you recommend Yankee Doodle Dandy to anyone uh, who even if they're not a Cagney fan because it is such a such a great movie I I'm sure everyone would agree on the panel here would agree with me
4: about that right
1: Absolutely
4: Yes Right Yeah I I I would start out with that one if if they haven't seen any Cagney movies just start out that one sort of ease them into his personality and then hit them with a bang with Public Enemy and some of the other oh, hard-hitting yeah. movies. Yeah. Exactly,
1: yeah. And then they can get to the tough guy stuff.
4: But yeah.
1: uh, Well, that kind of brings us into maybe the anecdotes about that we know about uh, Cagney. And uh, there are so many interesting things about James Cagney that I didn't really know until I started doing research for this uh, show. And I didn't realize that he was... A, uh, he was at heart a song and dance man and that he was discovered when he was um, on, in, on Broadway in a play called Penny Arcade he was discovered by a Warner Brothers representative and it was the Warner Brothers representative that brought him to Holly, Hollywood and I can't help thinking, and they were making all the gangster movies and I can't help thinking what his life might have been like had it been an MGM representative who had seen him, <laughs> it, we might have seen a lot more musicals uh, with uh, with Cagney because he did enjoy the musicals. He enjoyed them more than more than the other films that he made. In fact, he he would only run the musicals uh, when he when he was uh, watching things at home. It would only be his musicals. And there's one quote that I think is really interesting. He says um, uh, he, uh, towards the end of his career, he said, "I'm tired of beating guns and beating up women." <laughs> he says, <laughs> "Movies should be entertaining." I think that's why he liked Yankee Doodle Dandy so much. Music should be entertaining, not uh, not blood spattered. So he was sorry that he didn't make more uh, that he didn't make more musicals. So uh so i had no idea that he was just so into dancing he even uh, his first performance on stage was dressed dressed as a woman uh, and do it in the chorus in a review called uh every sailor i think was the name of it and he he actually opened a dance studio at one point he was a, a choreographer and he he just was that was his that was his his passion you know, the singing and dancing, and he had quite a career going as a comedian and a singer-dancer in, in vaudeville. So I never dreamed that he had that strong background. So that's the thing that impressed me the most uh, about him. And um, they they called him in the neighborhood where he was born, in Lower East Side, New York, they called him uh, Cellar Door Cagney because he would always be dancing on the sloped cellar doors (laughs) in the neighborhood. (laughs) So anyway, those are my contributions to the little anecdotes. So, James, do you have some anecdotes
4: about Cagney that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, let me see. Uh, Cagney usually got along with most of his co-stars, but there was one that he absolutely loathed, and that was his co-star in 123. Horst Buchholz, who was, I believe, oh. a, a young German star. He was very handsome, and he was very young and inexperienced, but apparently he was a jerk. So, uh, Horst Buck, Buchholz. And Academy uh, said, um, I never had the slightest difficulty with a fellow actor, not until one, two, three. In that picture, Horst Buchholz tried all sorts of scene-stealing dedos. i came close to knocking him on his butt
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> wow, didn't I? but, but,
4: but i I'd, I'd heard that before that apparently horse buckholtz was very difficult and he was all full of himself and he made a few american pictures and then he went back to europe and he has since passed away but uh, apparently he was not an easy person to work with and Cagney well, didn't like him.
1: Well, Cagney was kind of hard to work with at times too. In fact, I, they they called him the againster, <laughs> the professional againster, because sometimes he they would you know he didn't like a line, and he would just refuse to do it. Yeah, and, well, I didn't, um, he
4: knew what was good for him, and that's why he yeah, he
1: wouldn't do certain
4: things. I think you're right. Oh, do you
1: hear the noise here, the sound effects? We've got, oh, hail coming down.
4: Wow. Oh, really? oh no, I wish we had some hail in the brain. That's not me tap dancing
1: here. That's the hail <laughs> Oh, down. come on,
3: tell the truth. <laughs>
1: well, how how about you, Diana? Do you have any uh, Cagney anecdotes that, that you can share with our listeners?
3: Um, yeah, you know, he got his his love of singing and dancing from his family. Even though his dad was um, a known alcoholic and 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 kind of a brute, but um, every evening that they they were home, they would sing songs, sometimes in a chorus or sometimes as solos. They would recite poems. They would clog dance, and they told jokes. That sometimes they would go out to the street and tell. And um, so that's kind of where he, you know, got the interest in all of that, which I thought was interesting. I didn't know that. And uh, also, I don't know if you know, but he, um, because, like you said, he grew up in New York's Lower East Side, a lot of the people there spoke Yiddish. So to get along, he learned it and spoke it fluently quite often. So I thought that was interesting.
1: That probably came in came in handy with uh, maybe vaudeville routines at that time, too. And um, oh, I remember one, something that, that sounded frightening to me, and that was um, Cagney said that George Raft once saved his life because uh, George Raft was known to have connections with the mob, and. For some reason or other, there was a hit put out on James Cagney for something that he was doing. I don't remember what that was, and there was a to. It was going to happen with a Clegg a light. How do you pronounce that? Klig? You would know Kliglite. that, A.J. Yeah, and, and that would fall on Cagney, you know, and, and get rid of him. And uh, George Raft is the one with his, because uh, he's a friend of Cagney's, he's the one that made sure that that got, Called off. Now I don't know whether that actually happened, but according to Internet Movie Database, that's reported in Cagney's autobiography, Cagney by Cagney. So I had forgotten about that and wanted to share share that uh, with the listeners. Now AJ, how about you? An uh, anecdote or two about Cagney that uh, that you have?
2: Uh, there aren't many that uh, you guys haven't already talked about, but uh, one uh that I noticed about uh, uh Man With Man of a Thousand Faces where he played uh, Lon Chaney uh senior and a lot of those scenes they had to recreate a lot of uh, Chaney's makeups from like Phantom of the Opera and uh what to, oh yeah, Hunchback and Notre Dame kinda of space out of my mind for a second. And uh I just like the irony of how uh in real life, you know, Cheney used uh, his little uh makeup devices as possible to give him like his uh, uh disfigured appearances but so he could still uh uh display like this full range of emotion. But in Man of a Thousand Faces you have like these really huge uh kind of garish uh makeup designs for uh Kegney, and it's kinda of funny how like he, you can just barely tell that he's you you can tell that he's barely able to talk or emote or anything behind those makeup. So I just thought that was kind of a funny thing. <laughs>
1: Yes, and he was great in that in that movie. I thought he should have been given more recognition for the work that he did. Now, okay, one last question, and that is, if you could all could only use three words to describe James Cagney, what three words would they would they be? And um, I'm going to to call on you uh, first, uh, James. What three words would you use to describe Cagney?
4: <laughs> I knew you'd pick me first. Uh, intensive. Fascinating? Ooh. And unique. Ah, good
1: words. How about you, Diana?
3: Steadfast, passionate, reliable.
1: Good ones. And AJ. Tough. Soft. Dedicated. And mine would be intense, magnetic, and convincing. This has been such fun, but I see our time is almost up. I wish that we could we could have more time. I want to thank diana Sanger a j Hawkery, and James Cold Harrison for being such perfect guests today. All three of you know I'll be inviting you back soon. This is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout out to the folks at Log Talk Radio for featuring this episode as a staff pick and to Nikki Starr for everything she does. Uh, to make Movie Attic Headquarters a success. And now I'm going to ask you to please remember to come back next time for another spirited discussion about movies. And uh, in the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com that's r e e l real reviews dot com and if you and i know you would want to look at uh reviews wonderful reviews by james and by diana and you can find them on uh classic movie guide and on review express and and more more wonderful reviews this time by the mad movie man a j Hockery, on his blog sinuslice that's c i n e s l i c e that's all for now folks so why don't we ask james cagney to entertain us and take us out again i mean entertain us again and take us out with the great yankee doodle dandy production number i hope everyone has a wonderful fun and safe fourth of july now here's the great james cagney
5: I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy. I'm glad I am. I'm a real life Yankee Doodle, made my name and fame and boodle, just as Mr. Doodle did by riding on a pony. I love to listen to the Dixie strain. I long to see the girl I left behind me. That ain't a Josh. She's a Yankee by gosh. Anything about a Yankee, that's all for me. Johnny Jones a jockey from the USA Will ride the pony Yankee Doodle English Derby Day Johnny's broken records every track and every
0: beat
5: So Yankee Doodle's gonna be the boy they have to beat
0: Sportsmen of the British who followed his career Have offered Johnny anything to keep him over here
5: But all the money in the bank of England couldn't pay Enough to keep young Johnny Jones away from old Broadway
0: if you want to take a bit, the surest of
5: your things. Have your houses, mortgaged, tuck your watches on your rings. And put it all on Yankee Doodle Johnny Jones. Up. I'm going to give America the English Derby Cup. He's going to give America the English Derby Cup. I'm a Yankee Doodle dandy. Yankee Doodle do or die. A real live nephew of... My Uncle Sam, born on the 4th of July, I've got a Yankee Doodle sweetheart, she's my Yankee Doodle joy, Yankee Doodle came to London just to ride the ponies, I am the Yankee Doodle boy.